Welcome to We Know Everything. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Gabby. And this is our very special um, holiday season episode. <laughs> yes. Um, we tried to think about if there's anything we don't know about Christmas, and there is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing really stood out. So this episode's going to be about supernatural things. Yeah. So um, before we head into that for new listeners... Um, this podcast is uh, split into two. The first half, we're going to talk about a topic, exactly how we know it, what's in our head right now. And the second half, we go back and correct what we said in the first half. Yeah. And the purpose of that is to promote lifelong learning and to continue being curious, but back up the curiosity with some research. Yeah. Um, so Supernatural is more focusing on why do so many people think they've had supernatural experiences or why there's so many cases of people who believe in something other than kind of what's been proven by science. Yeah. And also as science gets weirder, as things that coming out of theoretical physics and that kind of thing and the whole idea of how universes are structured and multiverses and parallel universes, how does that feed into this whole supernatural realm? Like are there parallels? Aren't there? And we are, we are just the people to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly. I, I mean, I, well, I think a good way to start is, have you had any supernatural experiences? Because this is a question that whenever I ask it, I'm always surprised by the amount of people and who say they have. People who I wouldn't have expected it, but do have had experiences I think are supernatural. Well, I, I don't believe if that's the word to use in supernatural experiences but I have to think of weird things that have happened to me yeah like I have a memory of and we all know how bad memory is but I have a memory of being a kid and floating and being able to fly when no one else was in the room and Mm. being able to like rise above everything else and just kind of hover there for a moment and then come back down yeah and another weird thing that always happens to me is that I have really bad sleep paralysis yeah so that's an interesting one so I have bad dreams when I'm stressed or very tired. And I think that can feed into kind of more like supernatural experiences. It feels like you're awake and it's real, right? Yeah. I mean, I know a little bit about sleep paralysis because I've done my research. Mm. But yeah, no, in times when I'm really stressed, it really affects my sleep in that way. And it really kind of my imagination, I think, becomes really kind of quite active. So you don't think you've had any supernatural experiences, but you can see how maybe somebody else could have interpreted those experiences as supernatural experiences. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously we're talking about things like, you know, ghosts and goblins and stuff like that and but I think lots of people have had higher than you know their everyday experience kind of which they like lead into religion or spirituality and -hmm. like as a kid I mean I was brought up Roman Catholic and so I remember doing things like meditative prayer and like stuff like that that kind of I don't know I felt like it was like an elevated experience but it could have been one of those things just like any form of meditation that keeps you kind of centered and grounded and connects you with everyone in the room but did it feel like it was an experience that like wasn't of this earth because I guess that's what supernatural is like it doesn't have to be ghosts it just has to be anything that you feel wasn't kind of of this physical realm that we know like something unknowable you kind of had an encounter with something that that our current understanding of the world doesn't account for. No. I mean, people have yeah. said stuff. I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what I want to say is, and sleep paralysis is a good one because one of our old friends had a story that he was convinced a time that he'd had sleep paralysis and he'd slept in his like sleep paralysis. He thought he'd gotten out of bed and done something upstairs. And then when he woke up, 
whatever he'd done upstairs. I can't remember what it was. Maybe he turned on the microwave. He he got up and he realized he had turned on the microwave. So he was like, did that experience happen? Like, I'd hate that. <laughs> you hate that story? Yeah. I just hate any situation where you kind of lose control like that. Like, ugh. Yeah. That, no, I don't hate the story. I, I would hate. You hate ha- microwaves being I on. hate microwaves being turned on <laughs> in the middle of the night. And no one knowing why. <laughs> yeah. Well, but like a lot of people I know have got stories that they reckon they can't explain. Like I remember a couple of years ago, me and a friend did a seance and it was a joke seance. Oh yeah. no, I, I And it was really fun. I could totally see how you could think something happened because it's so frightening and you get so hyped up. Nothing happened. Is that the one where I called you? That was one of them, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but the one, the first one we did, like, the flatmate we were living with at the time asked us not to do it in the house, and she wasn't someone who I thought would have a problem with that. But then so many people had an issue with us doing a seance. People who aren't religious or I've never heard express any supernatural, like, belief in anything, anything supernatural. People do not like the idea of even just dicing with it just in case. Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many people who, like believe in ghosts as well so, i mean yeah. that's that's like a big one like people that you wouldn't expect um who believe in ghosts yeah 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 um well maybe we could read a little have you more. okay have you how about you no, your turn absolutely nothing 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 either i can't like here's my thing about it if i really had had an experience that i thought was supernatural i wouldn't be able to sleep at night because that would make my security that there isn't ghosts out there go away does nothing even slightly like i've had i've been scared i've been i've got really bad fear of the dark um (laughs) i really do and i used to get like my thing is insane paranoia about a burglar coming into the house not so much ghosts but as a kid i can't even like i feel sick thinking about how scared i was of ghosts but nothing ever ever happened i've Uh, never ever had an experience there's a part of me that always wanted to have an experience though because i thought that's what happened to all the kids on tv and they had a movie made out about them so like (laughs) i I wanted to be a star in a movie when you're reading books i did it with the book version but yeah Yeah. because like i mean if i saw all the streetlight lamps turn out that meant that i was the next harry potter yeah that's true no mythical creatures is one like encounters with mythical creatures. I don't know like, anyone who's claimed to have an encounter with a mythical creature. Well, <laughs> to it was, you? no, but it's still my dream. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> that was all I want. I'm gonna put a, corner, a copper corner on a on a horse's head oh, and really, make your dream come true. That would be great. Please do that for me. Okay. Um. So what? Well, like a lot of. So I guess kind of the little I know about like supernatural experiences mm. is that a lot of them can be explained by things happening a long time ago before we had answers to certain questions, things like getting certain diseases or things like sleep paralysis. And then they were just yeah. kind of built from that, that people were like, oh, this is an obvious explanation to why this happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think maybe cause that, that makes sense even like exactly when we knew less about the world, obviously we had to figure out a way to understand it because that's what science does now. But I guess it's people who in today live in such an age of kind of reason and ration and science, but people today still really think they've had encounters with ghosts. And I was kind of interested in what, because isn't there like there's mental phenomena that explain that, like how your brain can actually think that these things are happening. Like it's actually thinking that you've gone blind and now you can see. Like, you know how there's a, they, they um, like in America, they have like those religious people who come and like heal the lame and give sight to the blind and things like that. And apparently there is actual psychological conditions where you truly go through that experience, but it's all your brain doing it. Or your brain can heal your blindness. Well, because you weren't even blind in the first place. Oh. But like things like that, like it's, I guess what I, yeah, like how much, what, how much can our brains deceive us? 
I think quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they certainly can. I'm certainly, I'm definitely the type of person just my to believe. My things. My, like, I like, I get quite anxious about things sometimes. Mm. So I think I really like just to like label something. I don't like being in the uh, the realm of the unknown with anything. So right. I will jump to the closest conf- conclusion of something as soon as possible. But I think that's very human. I think that, that's, I think that's why we have so many of these beliefs and superstitions is we not humans do not like being in the unknown. Don't tell me my unique traits are human. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a snowflake. <laughs> um, you are a snowflake. The thing about snowflakes is, yes, they are all different, but they all look exactly the same. No. <laughs> Get a microscope out. Open no. up your mind. No this is why you haven't had a supernatural experience because you think all snowflakes look alike. <laughs> you also haven't had a supernatural experience. <laughs> yeah, but I like... I have, I, I feel like, I, I rem- like there's a thing about flying. Maybe I have. Maybe yeah, that but... isn't just, <laughs> maybe I could fly. We'll test this out afterwards. Yeah, that's going to be part of our week of research just straight away. <laughs> I'll jump off a roof. Yeah. <laughs> Try to channel like eight-year-old me. Well, you thought you, you were eight and you think you were flying. Is that too old? Yeah. What's the... <laughs> I thought, I think eight, like when is the age where kids grow out of thinking that they can fly <laughs> i feel like i don't know as soon as they're kind of sentient so i don't know one i don't know much about children i know a lot of girls yeah. and i wonder if this is like a feminism thing but what? i know a lot of girls who get really into the idea of witchcraft yeah and i think there's definitely a feminist element about yeah that. there's something kind of like empowering in that and this idea of i think in these things in general there is so much intrigue because it's just so net. Like I am so, I don't believe it, but I'm so interested in it. And I, I always think like, this is kind of a bit off topic, but like superstition is different from supernatural. I'm not superstitious at all mental, like rationally, but I'm so superstitious emotionally. I have so many things. Ooh, what do you mean by that? Like there are just so many things that I like doing to feel safe. <laughs> I think I'm just revealing that I've got, <laughs> anxiety as well but no no tell the world well tell like, our millions I, of I viewers. think I told you about this like as a kid I had all of these rituals to stop myself from losing things because I always lost my things is this my your penguin mad. my penguin did you get given a penguin oh and I got given penguin stickers to stop crying when I went to school oh okay and that worked <laughs> <laughs> no but I had rituals to protect myself from mathematics because I was really scared of maths class <sighs> rituals to protect myself from losing things like loads of little rituals. What was your your maths ritual? I'll tell you what they were. They're very strange. Here's what it was. I okay. had to shake my hands lots. I had to blank, like clear my mind and picture a certain book. And I had to picture what I wanted been written on that book really clearly. And then I had to cross my fingers like the like normally. And I couldn't uncross them until whatever I was worried about had passed. Like until mm. I found what I was looking for or until maths was over. Like I couldn't uncross them. If I uncrossed them then it wouldn't work. Like the spell wouldn't work. Isn't that crazy? And I never really thought about that till I got older and I like thought back on that and I was like, whoa. I don't think I'm medically whoa. qualified to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think the second half of this podcast would be like... <laughs> But and there's lots lots of things that I just do that make me feel more comforted. Like if I hear more porks at night, I feel more comforted. If there's a light on, I feel safer. Like even like really things you don't really question, but they come down to superstitions, don't they? Oh, well, this come down to our like need to have ritual, and we like I think Humans we need like rituals, patterns, which yeah. is strange that you don't like mathematics, but we like patterns <laughs> and repetition, and we like all of those kind of things. Yeah. 
this is not supernatural discussion. <laughs> this is more discussion into why humans feel that like what I'm describing is kind of OCD. Cause that's what OCD is. It's intense fear that you can't control things. Mm-hmm. So it's behavior, like really intense behavior to try to protect yourself through ritual. Humans protect themselves through ritual to try to control things that the fact we can't control anything is so overwhelming for us that, you know, some people can't handle that and use, you know, tapping things or cleaning things as a way to try to, keep order so they can feel like they can so i think this bleeds in really nicely to the mm. whole idea of the supernatural because it, it kind of helps you cope with things you know you, do you think supernatural like, experiences help you cope no superstitions help you cope with the supernatural oh so you see something weird <laughs> okay. happening something weird happens in the sky something weird happens some like someone like i don't know someone like, uh, you hear a weird noise at night. Yeah. You think you see a ghost. Yeah. Like, and you need superstitions to then heal you. So, you know, you know, you have garlic to ward off the vampires. Right. You touch wood to ward off. It's all about safety. Isn't Dust it? mites? What is to... touching wood for? Oh, luck. There's so many things about luck. There's so many things about and luck. The thing is, you do... That's another superstition that's going to say that even I just can't help, but you just do do these things to make yourself feel like, safer. Like, I had a lucky elephant I used to touch if I wanted things to go well. Or, like... Just little things and you kind I'm of... I'm finding out a lot about you. <laughs> I've told you the thing about the fingers before, the crossing the fingers. Um, I think I like, like in terms of my own sanity, I blocked that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, this is different from Supernatural. But I think there's a part of you that just thinks, just like, just in case, and it does make you feel oh, better. No, because like, I remember if my mom was late to pick me up. Yeah. I remember thinking that if I saw two blue cars drive past yeah. school in a row, then she was okay. Yeah. So I needed to see yeah. two blue cars. Yeah. Here's the thing. I reckon this is I know. Like, this I have not... to like join you on that couch. No, no. Because I, <laughs> yeah, no, I had the same thing where I never thought I had superstitions. And then I remember someone was talking about their superstitions. And it was like a, my mom's friend who was a doctor who I never thought would be superstitious. And then she was discussing her behaviors that were superstition. I just hadn't realized or thought about those behaviors to realize that's what it was but it was behaviors that were warding off superstition because it wasn't warding mm. off anything there was no practical reason for it it was just behaviors to make myself feel better and i think honest to god i reckon most people if they thought about it would come up with their own everyone's got them like yeah. everyone like yeah especially when something goes wrong it's like hey you just pray or you just talk to god you just can't help it if something you know something really dangerous yeah. happens one of the like i think the one like supernatural thing that I think a lot of people cling on to is the idea of ghosts. Yeah. Now ghosts is such a, it's just <clears> such <throat> a, like not spooky, like sheet ghost, but just the fact that a person just can't be gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, there's just someone who lived a whole life and they had so much impact and had this whole soul. And where does that go? Yeah. yeah. You know, and that and whole idea of they it's. They don't go for you because like the way our brains work, like they stay, you know, you dream about them. You, their presence affects your day to day still like they're still not dead in the sense that you carry them on that's the whole kind of problem yeah like people say they can still like smell them around yeah. or like do stuff like that you know, hear their response to a thing they've said like is that just us coping with grief it, it is it is it's grief it's like that's the awfulness of death is the people who are left behind hey why are ghosts always bad guys <laughs> but but the thing is they're not they're often protections as well you know the idea that they're there as a kind of guardian angel but then I don't know, there's definitely something inherently scary about the idea and because death is so grim. Oh, I guess it's the whole thing of being stuck in this realm. Oh, true. They, and they have to, like, they have unfinished business to do. Yeah. Like, they have to, like, it's pay their taxes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, like, confess to someone they had a crush on them. 
It'll be something really mundane, I think. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably, yeah, we're probably both get stuck in purgatory for something really silly, like we didn't return library books. Didn't pay Vodafone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of like things that I wanted to like research, look, research for this week, mm. definitely the sort of what can our brain fool us. Like, I don't even mean like, you know, the general things that the brain does to trick you when, it, when you like, you know, mild paranoia, but I mean like, when it actually hallucinates seeing a dead person or actually, or puts together events in a way. Like one of my friends had this completely unbelievable story about staying in this old house and playing darts. And then one of her friends saying they couldn't play darts anymore. And they went to bed and the next morning, all the darts had been picked up and thrown onto the dartboard, spelling out, I'll kill you or something like that. Like something insane. Um, and this was a friend who didn't believe in ghosts, really, but she had this story. And it's like, how like, how do we explain that? How did ghosts learn to read? <laughs> Were they alive? <laughs> oh, yeah, true. <laughs> Carries over. <laughs> we will not be researching how ghosts read. <laughs> That's my main question. <laughs> um, I think super, like, was really interesting, like, with, like, ast- astronomy. Like, right. a lot of, like kind of things like events and stuff like especially like christmas when people talk about the star of bethlehem and then we can pinpoint to a time where mm. you know uh three of the planets were in opposition which meant they were really close to each other so they looked really bright so the star of bethlehem landed up being a very bright star in the sky in the oh, same right, time right. that all of that stuff was going down and yeah. then like other stuff which i'm thinking of right now um and there are a few examples of things that happened like celestial occurrences that people saw like suddenly a star yeah. came out of nowhere and was very bright yeah. like you know it went through like a supernova kind of event and it became mm. very bright and you know people were confused as to what that was or you know there was a, a shooting star or a comet and what could that possibly mean or you know there's so many myths and legends around things about the sun and the moon and the, what effect they have on the earth and I think it just all kind of boiled down to like there not being a better explanation yeah I think our supernatural explanations for things are the 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 foundation blocks in which we it's like the first theory like the first well, of science. Yeah, of science. Yeah. And we kind of slowly build towards until we come to the solution. Yeah, that's why I want to kind of like, that's why I'm interested in people who, like, so what are these events happening now? Like people who we know who, I don't know, don't believe in religion, have grown up in an age of science and reason. So when they see ghosts or they have supernatural things happen to them, what's that then? Is that is that going to be the building blocks I for science like one there's day? There's so much stuff we don't know. I know with like my sleep paralysis. And yeah. Man, that's scary. Like it's yeah. such a scary thing, especially the really bad ones. Like the ones where you kind of wake up and you keep falling asleep and then you like kind of get, feel like you're pinned to the bed and you keep w- waking up. That's really terrifying. But the ones where you feel like there's somebody else in the room yeah. or like somebody getting into the bed next to you or uh-huh. someone like, and oh, you're like, so there's definitely crazy. someone like, standing right there I'm like there's definitely someone standing right next to me and I know that it is and I've read so much things about sleep paralysis and my sister had it like really badly as a teenager and I remember her going through it so Mm. I know that I'm not alone in this but just in that moment I'm like yeah I'm gonna die like and like all that reason and logic just escapes me and I'm just like nah this is it this there's just I'm like there's no possible other explanation to the fact I don't like I in my short life I from what I've seen of the world the your the feelings humans do not work on a rational basis at all. Like, belief and, like, feeling and emotions override rationality within a second. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's just no chance. Even people thinking they're acting under facts or logic are acting under... Emotion? Know. Yeah. Definitely. I don't think we can be rational 
that when not rational, not really. Like when push comes to shove. Yeah. When you're like in a creepy like old Victorian mansion and there's a creaky noise, like anyone will be like, that's a ghost. Yeah, and that, and that makes <laughs> sense as well because it's just like, it's like we get scared when we watch a horror film. Yeah. Of course we do because we're primed to respond to it like that. This is kind of not what I, <laughs> kind of not really what we wanted to talk about, but it makes sense that we have so many supernatural experiences because our brains are designed to be afraid of unknown things all the time. Mm. So even though we do know a lot about the world, we don't know everything about the world. There are still unknown things out there. Or even just, I don't know, as soon as you're in the dark, you can't see anything. That's why I always feel like as soon as I'm in the dark, all of my rationality goes. Everything that I kind of, you know, the fact that I know there's a lamp beside my bed goes because I can't actually see it anymore. Once I can't see it, then it could be anything. It could be someone standing there with a knife. Yeah. And I think this is because I think we're coming up to the end of our time here for the first half. Mm. I think this is kind of a nice way to think about like there are just so many things we don't know in terms of our own existence as humans. Exactly. Like whether or not, you know, we have certain senses that we could be limited to. There could be other ways of experiencing Mm. the world. Mm. And I mean, there's a lot of, you know, there could be things like parallel dimensions and multi universes that are like sitting on top of our own universe. You know, people subscribe to the fact that we're just data projections on the edges of black holes and people, Mm. you know, and this is like theoretical physicists who are like, maybe our sense of reality is just a being interpreting data and it not actually physically existing. And then there's the whole thing of like quantum entanglement where two, where you're like things are, um, things are like connected to one another in a certain way and respond to one another even though there's no like physical connection between two um, uh, particles that they are in some oh. way connected and respond to one another. And there's so many kind of fascinating things that's happening that does feel like another realm. It does feel like a more spiritual kind of crazy kind of realm. Is spiritual, are you using the word spiritual just to mean something that we don't understand? I think I'm just using it to mean other. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It gives me a spiritual kind of feeling when I hear about it. It's like the same feeling I get when someone is telling me about like a story, like your friends kind of in a like, you know, with all the darts. That's the same kind of sense I get, even Mm. though like one of them is a bunch of theoretical physicists who are really trying to, I mean, because theory is just people trying to come up with the, most logical answer and kind of like debating that logical answer until they get to something that is the most plausible, you know, that scientific theory. And you know, that's, that's exactly what you're doing like from that sense, but I get the same kind of visceral feeling from it. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. It is really interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. So we, that'll be the end for the first half. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, this was definitely a very different take to things because Mm. I mean, there's not like, I mean, it's just this idea of... Yeah, but we're not, we're not going to find any definite answers. That's the thing. We can't research any, like, actual... We can research some things. We can, we can research for sure, but, like, we're not going to come up with a yes or no, do yeah. do ghosts exist? I think there's the, the kind of the idea of the supernatural in terms of, you know, the physical world, like, could there be another realm? Could these kind of things exist? Mm. And then there's like the social aspect of it, I think, which is what you were talking about. The idea of like, we've come this far in technology and there's so much, you know, and in terms of our own understanding about how things work. So how do people still believe in these things? Or just what are those experiences? And what are those experiences? Not, yeah. people, people aren't lying. Like everyone's not lying. No. So what are those experiences? Yeah. But we know how terrible things like memory is and things like. Yeah. That's kind of what I want to Recollection. Yeah. yeah. So we can figure that out. And we'll come back. And, All right. Yeah. 
Have a nice uh, spooky Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> we for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> we should have. Oh, well, we'll do a Christmas one for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're back. Hello. Hi. So uh, we've researched the supernatural, kind of. Well, we have, but. As much as we could. Yeah. This was a weird podcast. This was. Sure. We just listened to it back again. I had my first supernatural experience listening to it. Yeah. When I started saying to Gabby exactly what I was saying in the podcast. So we learned that I'm incredibly repetitive and respond to like conversational stimuli with exactly the same response. So And you needed a ghost to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> It's the closest I've felt to the supernatural. I felt scared. I felt afraid. And I felt like I had no identity other than... <laughs> what, like self-critique yeah. is the closest you've I don't felt know. I just... to a terrifying supernatural I experience. thought I would just say... I thought I would have grown more in the, in like the couple of weeks since we recorded that episode to have different responses. But I didn't. And I was scared. Okay? It shows us what is time. Yeah. I had kind of a supernatural experience. What? I think. Okay. How we did that allergy podcast. Yeah. And now I have allergies. I have oh. like hay fever for the first time. I think I had hay fever maybe for the second time. Was it today? So that's a low-key supernatural experience. No. Oh, okay. Because I remember researching when we did the allergy podcast that drinking wine or having grapes increases your allergies. And really? And it's Christmas time. So we had a few like sangria slash wine Events, yeah, and today I've just been attacked by pollen. Yeah, like I woke up with like bloodshot eyes. Well, there's like natural histamines and stuff that occur in wine and beers. And just to like counter that, um, on behalf of the alcohol industry, <laughs> I also read an article title that said that gin tonics help cure hay fever. My partner has been drinking them because he suffers from hay fever quite severely. And reckons it, it's worked. What so, do you think was happening on the night that we were drinking gin and tonics and sangria? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been like a crazy haunted couple of weeks, as you can tell. Also, Christmas. Christmas. It's kind of funny that we're saying Merry Christmas. This is going to be released during New Year's. So Merry New Year's. Happy New Year's. <laughs> this will be like a wild New Year's. You've got no plans. Now you've got them. Yeah, this is an exciting <laughs> ride. Um, I've so, also had – oh, sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say I was going to launch into the supernatural. Oh, I was going to go off track again because <laughs> <laughs> we don't it. have enough research <laughs> and saying that the whole time of researching this, I've had that 30 Rock song stuck in my head. I think I read Spooky Scary somewhere mm. and then the whole day I've had Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. A good song. It is Look a great song. Never heard it. Werewolf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gabby can do a rendition maybe. Maybe for a Christmas treat, Gabby will do a single episode of her just singing Werewolf for Mitzvah. I want to owe Tina Fey money. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to think that this podcast is listened to by enough people for Tina Fey to want to sue us. Or someone put copyrights on Werewolf by Mitzvah. <laughs> um, From 30 Rock. So with the supernatural thing, it's... Gosh, I'm trying research. to get on track. <laughs> um, and there's the ghost in this room is trying to prevent me. <laughs> this horrible specter. <laughs> um, what we said in the first one, we kind of wrote, kind of what the, the research confirmed, which like we because we knew that already. It's the argument is <coughs> our brains are faulty. Our brains perceive things not like a camera does, but through the lenses of our own beliefs. And that is a big part of why pe- that's why everyone interpret not just supernatural, but everyone interpret things differently. Everyone perceives the things with different shades, right? And so, 
my the main thing that came across when I was reading about it is people who have religious beliefs or who already believe in ghosts are much more likely to have a super a paranormal event. So it seems like it's kind of, you know, it's something that happens not just to anyone, but to people who already are more likely to believe in supernatural happenings. Yeah. Did that come across? That's, that was the main thing is if you're, if you're someone who, if a suggestion is already there that it could be real or if you've been told a place is haunted or you're in a, you're in a place that's archetypically like a haunted place, mm. you're much more likely to experience something paranormal. I guess, yeah. Um, but I think another main thing for me was I just didn't realise how many explanations there were for different types of supernatural experiences. Mm. You know, because I think you mentioned, you were like, I speak to so many people and they all have supernatural experiences. Yeah. And in the last couple of weeks I've been talking to people and yeah. just so many people yeah. either believe in ghosts or have an experience or they're like on the fringes. Yeah. People aren't hard, but people, the, the line of reasoning that everyone seems to take is... They, it's like no one wants to be arrogant to presume that we know everything about the world because we don't. So everyone takes the fact that they could be, there could be something else out there as a potential reason for these things. Whether that's true regardless, whether that's the reason for these things of experience, that's a different oh, matter. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. You know, I, I wave the grey flag. I don't think things are too black and white. I think it may have been part of the fact that I was grown, like, brought up, like, both with, like, a Catholic mother and, mm. like, an agnostic father and they had that kind of dichotomy between these kind of things. And I just like the fact to just say that I don't know. Like, I don't want to have to choose a camp. And I think that life is so much more interesting when you have healthy doses of open-mindedness <clears throat> and scepticism at mm. the same time. Like, so I think that... You know, I think I like a lot more people than I would have realized are not like, no, there's no such thing as ghosts. But they were like, yeah, there's just some things that have happened to me that are unexplained. And they kind of leave it at that, like dot, dot, dot. Because I, I, I obviously agree with you. We don't know everything. And that's like Why a huge understatement. Right? No one's going to disagree with that statement. But I still don't think that lots of these supernatural experiences people have are reflective of that. Like, I don't think it's the unknown that's making people see dead people. Oh, like, yeah. So I don't think, I doubt that that's, I don't think supernatural experiences are explained by the things that we don't know about the universe. I think they're actually pretty well explained by us as humans. I think one of the most interesting ones. But that could be arrogant and wrong. No, one of I'll the most interesting the ones talks, that I had, and I watched this talk the other day um, when I was researching this, about this lady who had had this, like, experience mm. where she moved into this new house and she was super, like, afraid all the time and she had just this feeling of dread and she felt like she was being watched and she felt this she weird pressure. Because <laughs> I, I had the same feelings. <laughs> yeah, it turned out she was studying law. Oh, my God, it's it me. <laughs> it's akin to a supernatural experience. But no, but the one of the main things is she had this, like, heavy pressure on her, t on her chest. And yeah. She just kind of, like, she tried everything and she, like, saw people and she had one of her friends who was a bit Food more production. spiritual yeah, they like burnt sage and everything. And she was like, there must be another reason for this. Yeah. And someone that she spoke to was like, have you ever heard of carbon monoxide poisoning? Oh, yeah. And then she researched it and had a lot of the same things, like mm -hmm. pressure, yeah. um, pressure on the chest, um, paranoid feelings, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then she got her house tested and it, she, apparently she had dangerously high levels of carbon monoxide where she could have died. And that's a real common thing that people yeah, have, this, which I never knew about. This is one of my favorite things, I think, in the carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> I love carbon this I Christmas. can't wait for it to happen to me. It's why I live in Wellington. <laughs> no, no, because so obviously a lot of it's explained by just our brains are faulty, our memories are faulty. 
and you we're and our brains are very not yours obviously you can be everything Gabby has a really bad memory <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um <laughs> so but that like that explains a lot of it but some of the more like fun explanations or like just interesting was that was a huge one is that's why like there's lots of evidence to suggest that these old houses have supernatural experiences because yeah that like even just toxic I think it's toxic mold or like spores in the air and poor like badly ventilated old houses recreate paranormal feelings of being haunted yeah and it's just it's just been in an old house with fungal spores also they create hallucinations like and that's you know that must so if you've got a house that's got that property to it and you have multiple people go there that's going to be like confirming that ghosts are there because lots of different people are experiencing it but it's just you know it's carbon monoxide poisoning or it's a reaction to fungal spores in the air so that was like a cool one to explain some hallucinations or ghost stories yeah or even things like low frequency sounds yeah which was really cool because they have some sort of resonance on move on objects and like change the vibration blah blah including our eyes intrasound intrasound yeah um, and that could be explained. These low frequency sounds could explain not only the auditory hallucinations, but also the visual mm. ones as well, which was crazy. Cause and I just like, I just thought that it was all going to boil down to, it's all like in our heads. I thought it was yeah. all going to boil down to our better understanding of mental illness. Yeah. I didn't realize just how many other external factors. Exactly. And that was kind of fun. Like, yeah. So it's not, it is not just you having a mental episode or your brain. It could be that you're hearing a sound that's a real sound, but humans don't pick it up with our audio range. Yeah. But it still makes its presence felt. People described it as like feeling haunted or like chills or just disturbed in some way. And it could just be sounds that our ears don't pick up that seem to still impact us. Yeah. Which is crazy. And there were other things like like visual hallucinations, mm. kind of things like mirages, which I think is quite a common one where things appear to be hovering, just the way the, the light reflects, especially in like a desert plain, blah, blah, and it makes an image appear slightly higher than yeah. it is. And that being such a huge thing because a lot of people thought they were like ghostly apparitions and stuff like that, but it was I, actually just mirages. I read like a someone who's done research into this and they just said people don't realise how often they have hallucinations. They're a lot more common than people think that they are. Oh, really? And then mention things like sleep paralysis as Mm. an example of that but like the brain our brain can hallucinate it does hallucinate and we're not aware that it's hallucinating when it does that so like you know what other conclusion are you gonna like it would be pretty hard not to draw a conclusion that you've had a supernatural experience even people talking about like you know when you die that whole like if you deprive the brain of oxygen it will create the feeling that you're being surrounded by your loved ones and that you're going into a bright white light. Like that really does happen. But that's just your brain. That's a response every brain has to oxygen deprivation. Um, Just to want to like, I think I was really excited to like dive deep into the world of theoretical physics versus the paranormal and to the two intellect. And I think that I did a disservice into the differences between the two. So the Mm. supernatural is something that sits outside of the world of scientific um, explanation. Right. You know, to a certain extent. Yeah. And paranormal, like, um, activities and phenomenon is all based on kind of anecdotes mm. and it's all based on kind of feelings, blah, blah, blah. Not the well, methods that we use to measure things in science. No. Yeah, which is experimentation and repetition yeah. and kind of cross-referencing. But even like I was like, oh, maybe theoretical physics because how do you experiment with that? But that's all mathematical models mm. and you're experimenting in that way. You're trying to build up this reasoning. So I think trying to like merge the two was like not a great part in mind, even though there are some things about you know, theoretical physics can be sometimes split into either a proto-science or a pseudoscience. 
I've also done a disservice to theoretical (laughs) physics, physics, just with my brain, (laughs) just with my understanding. I think we could tell listening back that my attention really waned when we started talking about that as well. Because Marshall was just like, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That was probably like rooted in your initial fear of maths. Um, So the whole idea of using mathematical models. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to build this bridge, Charlotte. Um, I've got, so, you know, so just again, talking about cool or like just things in the world that could make you think you've seen a ghost other than your brain hallucinating. What else was there? I wrote them down. Oh, yeah. Okay. Erratic magnetic fields. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This so, is because most people what? measure paranormal activity in, like, what are the magnetic fields doing around it? Like, most of those people in the TV shows and stuff. Well, what I read, and I didn't get a chance to research it better, I was hoping you would know what an electromagnetic field yeah, is. Yeah, the audience needs to pull... Oh, you mean me or the audience? You. Uh, <laughs> no, the audience needs to start pulling up the way here. <laughs> yeah, you guys do. What are electromagnetic fields? Obviously, they're real. But apparently, <laughs> erratic electromagnetic fields can also if they can produce haunting feelings and places that are famously haunted, people have measured the fields and decided and said that they're erratic in those places and that could be also responsible. I think that's another thing that's got to do with sound. I mean, electromagnetic. Because you tell us reading that off piece of yeah, paper. Well, yeah, like sound kind of electromagnetic Is that what it is? Waves. Well, it's a it's a spectrum of things and light and sound can come in there Mm. and the two are interlinked. But I think that low frequency sound could also resonate feelings within us as well or make someone have the feeling of pressure like someone's watching. Yeah, 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 it's all interlinked. So that but is that an electromagnetic field? (laughs) Uh, don't ignore me my fields. I don't understand them. We'll go we should do the electromagnetic spectrum as uh like understanding more about electromagnetic fields in general and no, nah, I've got of, them. I no, you got them? No, Charlotte's got They're them. They're erratic and then you feel ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was so excited for the learning. <laughs> um, I was not. <laughs> well, another thing is just I kind of went down the the research hole of all the different scientists in history that have believed in things that are oh, yeah. considered like part of the paranormal sphere. Like um, Alan Turing, um, he believed in uh, telepathic... You look at me blankly. No. Uh, he he uh, he believed in telepathic. Oh, what is that? I think you were looking at me blankly. No, <laughs> I think you threw me off. <laughs> Alan, he believed in communication, telepathic communication. Yeah, why can't I think of the word? Telepathy. Oh, oh. my God, that took ages. Did it now? Yeah. See, yeah. so isn't that like... interesting? So, like, it's not, you're not, we're certainly not saying that you're stupid if you believe in supernatural events. I no. mean... Alan Turing was not stupid. No. No, he wasn't. He was smart. He's been at a camper badge <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, and that's not a stupid thing to be. <laughs> no. He's very rich. Oh, definitely, but someone like him who was really interested in patterns and repetition and solving problems. And I think the problem of, like, reading mind would have been something. Like, even Isaac Newton was very into alchemy, which is not very not as much as more pseudoscience than it is the par- paranormal mm. realm. But it's just this kind of this big problem or this big what if and the scientific mind being like, how do I solve this or yeah. how do I prove this to be true? And or- that's often how we come up with supernatural ideas is that we have pattern-finding brains and that we're not super good at processing the data that it gets fed mm. and often what we come out with is wrong. But So sometimes that comes up with a 
theory that is true and sometimes it comes up with a supernatural theory which is wrong but it's all kind of from our same abilities to make patterns out of things but interesting to note that as soon as that experimentation and repetition comes to play that's when it's not supernatural paranormal and that's when mm. we're getting into the realm of like experimentist experimenting and testing mm. and there's a differentiation between the two i think that's one of the main <gasps> things that i took out is not like seeing them as just one big question mark that we're trying to solve yeah yeah my final point which i thought was interesting um, was that apparently, and this, I believe this just on our anecdotal experience of talking to a lot of people who believe in ghosts, they think that this, we're seeing one of the biggest rises in beliefs in the supernatural and Western civilization at the moment. Really? Yeah. But I really do. That people makes sense to me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think it's before Trump. And like, you know, we know that we know that a lot of these supernatural um, desires come from feeling unsafe and, you know, the world is a very unsafe place and has been getting unsafer and more unequal and a lot more dangerous for a lot of people for a while now. And apparently there's a huge resurgence in people believing in ghosts and supernatural events. And that totally makes sense. Think about how many people we know who describe themselves as spiritual or like, you know, people are really, I feel like... It could and be it's also, also just our, like, microcosm. <laughs> it could be, yeah, but, but like the study, the papers I read said that, that was... Like oh, yeah. it wasn't just that it wasn't it wasn't based on our friends in Wellington. It was worldwide trends in the West. I wonder if, and this is not I'm not saying this to be stupid, but I wonder if it is also people's desire for a bit of thrill and a bit of the unknown. Maybe like the fact that we yeah. can just Google anything or like prove everything right. The fact that mm. I don't know. I feel like there's some totally. sort of sense of excitement to yeah. like oh yeah, that we it's don't a, this know. adventure exactly. Like we need to have like we need to have that sense of what's out there. What more can we find out? And it's, it adds a thrill to life for sure. And I also think it is probably just cyclic and that trends, rationality and science was a huge trend for a while. Then it kind of swung back to romanticism and then what? probably swung back to software developers and now we're back to ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> the software developer age. <laughs> it's kind of like the bronze age. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it has any sort of correlation, and I don't know, mm. with like declines in religious belief, which is we're showing... Oh, getting attacked <laughs> <laughs> i was just attacked by you see someone else could have perceived that as a ghost but gabby and i perceived it as a fly but i wonder who people who have no, previously established themselves as being religious are now saying that they're more spiritual or like open to the fact of other things yeah well or like then groups of people it's a god gene as well apparently apparently they've identified a gene which makes you more likely to believe in unknown things they call it the god gene because it generally it's people who are more likely to become religious mm. But that could totally work for just believing in ghosts and supernatural as well. I don't know if this was the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely it's a very human quality to find meaning in things that we don't understand, or yeah. to like this is what we do. We've established like that's how humans have progressed, and we're still doing it. Mm. <laughs> we're doing a great job. And I still am yet to experience anything supernatural. And I wonder what this says about me. I've Made about myself. I had a theory that Am this I is boring? why you can't watch horror films. Charlotte hates horror oh, films. I hate them. And I wonder if she just had an experience, <laughs> like, if it would break the ice for you and then you'd love horror films because you'd feel like you're in the know. I can absolutely not see how that would work. <laughs> um, I don't know, like... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's a lack of... I don't orchestrate an experience for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see if this works. I haven't even experienced deja vu. Whoa. I think people are lying when they say I just like you just have a bad memory or you're just stupid. <laughs> what do you mean you could have heard this before? I don't understand. I know you've experienced it. Yeah. I just don't I don't give up just I don't get it at all. Charlotte sees the world differently. Uh, I do. 
Um, all right. Well, before we, um, after that bombshell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> into the bombshell. I've never experienced deja vu. I'll quickly like talk more about sleep paralysis because I've okay. talked about the experience. But I didn't talk about what it was in the first half, um, which is uh, basically when we go to bed. Or did I talk about it? If I've no. talked about this, please no, 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 you didn't. Out. Okay. Um, uh, bef- when you go to sleep, um, your body kind of paralyzes itself and it stops you from acting out your dreams. So basically things can get really Thank active God. in your dreams. You don't want to be kicking out and be acting out my dreams. <laughs> no. Charles <laughs> <Shards of> ballerina. <laughs> um, yeah. And then there is sometimes, especially when you're really tired or really stressed, where you kind of wake up before your body does. And like your body goes to sleep and your mind is still awake and you feel that sense of paralysis. Mm. And um, yeah, and that's obviously a very scary thing, but also it makes complete sense that we do go in a state of paralysis when we go to sleep. Yeah. And it's just that your mind is aware of it, the fact that you are like kind of pinned mm. down. But it also explains that that transition um, in uh, being asleep to being awake can be very interesting sometimes because sometimes we can jolt ourselves out of paralysis mm. quite quickly. So that's why when people have things of like falling in a dream or I always like, wake up if I'm falling. Yeah, it's your body quickly getting out of paralysis because it thinks that you're in trouble. It's yeah. like, no, you need to be awake and you need to like start uh, acting out really soon. So God, it's the scariest kind of thing. dream about T-Rex the other night. It was oh, yeah. so frightening. You know, because dreams aren't scary when you talk about them in the daytime. But when you're in the dream, you think it's real. So scary, everyone. No, dude, I had a very bad <sighs> VR experience with a T Rex and I haven't gotten over it. T Rex is scary. I was going to say about sleep paralysis. I don't think I've experienced it, though I did see apparently most people, well, like half the population experiences at least once in their life or something like oh, that. I saw 8%. I feel less yeah. special. Less snowflakey. <laughs> or like, like not like all the time. Like, I feel like some people are clearly like used to experience a lot more. But um, I wonder, is it degrees? Because I definitely experience paralysis bits in my dreams. Like, someone's coming to attack me and I can't run. And you can't scream? Yeah. Yeah, that's a similar thing as yeah. well. So it's, it's that you're scaring yourself outside of that dream state because your body's like, oh, this is – because you feel all the fear and your yeah. adrenaline's rushing. Yeah. So your body's kind of waking you up, mm. but you are actually in that dream state. So you are experiencing the very beginnings. I'm getting really excited. The very beginnings <laughs> of sleep paralysis. So it's the beginnings of sleep paralysis. Yeah. So I've never experienced – yeah. <laughs> so I've never experienced sleep paralysis. And it sounds it's like the worst thing ever. I hope to God I never experience. I really do. But, like, I have that all the time in dreams. All the time. It's horrible. This could be, like, my allergies. That we did a podcast <gasps> on allergies. And either you're going to be attacked by bees or you're going to experience sleep paralysis. Okay. We can let everyone know in our next uh, episode whether I've been attacked by sleep paralysis yet. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment, it's just T-Rexes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is less scary because they're extinct. Yeah. We think. No. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's it from me. That's all I have on... Um, Oh, there's one final note about ghosts. I don't think we talked a lot about ghosts representing the dead. Or we did. But apparently there's something Mm. really healing. Oliver Sacks was saying how there was something very healing about seeing the face of someone that you love. Mm. Um, And sometimes ghosts and apparitions could be a way of you, like, coping with that grief. So I just wanted to clarify that what we were saying about coping grief has also been uh, clarified by Oliver Sacks. We were right. It is definitely (laughs) a strategy to cope with grief. And it's also like I mean again we're just trailing on here but like in the west ghosts have been portrayed as more evil but like in lots of Asian cultures ghosts are not evil they can be but they're also like good and helpful like good guiding experiences and yeah. yeah things like that like we're also talking about a western perspective of ghosts I mm. guess which made that so in conclusion clear. hug a ghost today <laughs> yeah <laughs> not all that bad yeah <laughs> society pretty cool guys yeah <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Well, um, this is it for our um, holiday special on the supernatural. Yes. I hope it feels extra spooky as you're either celebrating Christmas or coming into New Year's, <laughs> depending on when we release New this. New Year's, both times can be quite frightening, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this works. Yeah. People You're don't welcome. celebrate the scary side of family reunions and New Year's parties enough. Yeah. And hopefully <laughs> there's a haunting in there, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. And we'll catch up with you next time. We'll see you next year. Bye. Bye.